0: Welcome to Walking by Faith, where we believe that God is relevant to every aspect of our lives. And we want to help you live a life that is both authentic and on fire for Jesus. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, you can find them on our app. For more content, visit our YouTube channel and be sure to like and subscribe. Today, Pastor will review what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But our main focus today is a spiritual gift of speaking in tongues and the blessings we receive from it. Speaking in tongues is a way of praying and praising God that is not in any human language. It is a gift that can be used to build up the body of Christ, to edify ourselves, and to worship God. Let's jump right into today's message, How to Speak in Tongues.
1: I've just kind of entitled this message, and I hope I get to all of it, is 10 Blessings of Speaking in Other Tongues. Ten blessings of speaking in other tongues. But to start with, uh, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, John the Baptist is asked who he is, and this is what he said. He said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who's coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandal I'm not worthy to carry. He, that's Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Uh, Part of Jesus' present-day ministry, some people think, well, Jesus is in heaven, he's doing nothing, just sitting down. No, he has a present-day ministry. And part of Jesus' present-day ministry is that he is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, the head of the church. So in Acts chapter 1, Jesus has risen from the dead. I want to give just a little review because I realize that not everybody heard the message uh, last week And and it's not like you've been thinking about what I said last week all week, right? So let's let's go back at it. Acts chapter 1, Jesus has risen from the dead, and he's with the apostles. And it says in verse 3, To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, and speaking to them of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So Jesus has risen from the dead. He's with the disciples for 40 days. And he talks to him about the kingdom of God. Now, as I mentioned last week, most of the church today is not focused on the kingdom of God. We're focused on getting to heaven. But Jesus focused on the kingdom. And the kingdom is not where you're going. In fact, we pray your kingdom come. So really, Jesus' focus is getting heaven's culture Heaven's kingdom in you today, here on earth. Not when you die and go to heaven. So in John, the 20th chapter, Jesus is with his disciples. This is during that 40-day period. He appears to him and he says, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I, through the years, I've had people, because uh, I will do the same thing often. I'll breathe on people, and you say, in Jesus' name, all right? You say, why? It releases the Holy Spirit, and it releases the anointing. That's why, but when Jesus was, said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, what did he do? He breathed on them. Now, did they receive the Holy Spirit? Everywhere in the world, this means yes. All right, so he's with them now. This is part of the time during those 40 days that he's talking to them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, he'd already breathed on them and said, "Receive the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. But now he says to them, you need to wait in Jerusalem to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Did they already have the Holy Spirit? Yes, but there was more. He said, now you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he said, John truly baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, why did they have to wait? Because the baptism in the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, right? So then verse 8, Jesus said to them, but you will receive power. The Greek word is dunamis. We get a word dynamite from it, right? This is explosive miracle power. You'll receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses unto me. Now, the number one thing that we need to understand, when you get saved and the Holy Spirit comes in you, he comes in you for you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. But being baptized in the Holy Spirit is so that you have power to be a witness, Baptism in the Holy Spirit is not as much about you as it is about you being an extension of the kingdom of God. Jesus said, like the Father sent me, I send you. You say, well, he's talking to the 12 disciples. Well, he was talking to the disciples, but he's talking to you and he's talking to me. He wants us to be an extension of the kingdom of God and bring the kingdom of God. So we we need to recognize that was not just something for them. It's something for us. They had the Holy Spirit, but he said, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with this power from on high. That's what's going to happen when you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, in Acts chapter 19, again, this is a little bit of review. It says, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. He finds some disciples and he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Everybody receives the Holy Spirit when they believe. He comes and he's living on the inside of them. But the question is, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said to to, to him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. I remember one of the first times I read that, I thought they went to my church. Because we didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit in my church. The only way we knew that the Holy Spirit was real and existed was because we repeated the Apostles' Creed. Which is a good thing to do. Right? But we should have at least known He existed. Well, he said to them, How were you baptized? How many know when you were water baptized? You probably don't know because you may have been under the water. Right? They said, so We baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when you get water baptized, you ought to at least know, hey, there is somebody called the Holy Spirit. And they said, "Well, we just received John's baptism. And he explains to them, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. So they're water baptized. They believe he lays his hands on them, which is the normal way you'll find that people receive the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. There's other ways, but it's the most common way. Acts chapter 8, Philip goes down to the city of Samaria. He preaches Christ to them. It says, and all the people with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed with them. Many were taken with the palsy, and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip's preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God. And by the way, all Jesus ever taught was the kingdom. And if you look at your Bible, you will find the New Testament that what did the disciples preach? They preached the name of Jesus and the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. Of course, Jesus said, Mark 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. They're saved. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. For he had not yet fallen upon none of them, only they had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they believed they were water baptized, but they hadn't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet fallen upon Any or none of them, none of them had, right? So often we think, well, I got saved, I got everything. Maybe. It's possible. I would ask a couple of questions. Do you have the power? Do you have the power? Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall have power to be a witness, right? And then normally there is some sort of a manifestation, when the baptism in the Holy Spirit happens. And, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. Okay, so then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Notice it's subsequent to salvation. It's not something that's automatic. Jesus said that we need to ask for the Holy Spirit. We need to ask. And they laid their hands on them. Now, uh, I, I, was, I was brought up in church, um, but it never penetrated. Right? Uh, I was 20 years old, and I was not saved. Now, my mother thought I was saved. She told me I was saved, and I said, no, I'm not. She thought I was saved because they had me baptized as a baby, right? And so she thought I was saved, but I knew I wasn't saved. And I get saved at 20 years old. I get saved. Uh, I'm, I'm attending a little church where Merle ended up, being, wait there everybody Merle, Merle ended up was one of the elders and became the pastor of that church. And I'd been at that church for just a couple of months. And they told me I needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, they showed me a little bit in the Bible. And, and I'm like, all right, let's go. So they took me over aside, a side. And uh, several people were there. And they prayed for me and, and to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they laid hands on me. And I waited. I was like this. <laughs> and I was waiting. And it was kind of confusing for me. It was kind of like one person was saying... Hold on. And the other one's like, let go. <laughs> it, 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 and I honestly do not know how long. It seemed to me like probably 20 minutes. Right? And I'm waiting. You would say, what are you waiting for? I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and speak in tongues. You say, what happened? My mouth got very dry. And that was about all that happened, all right? And finally, you know, uh, that, that you know we prayed, you asked, that we believe you received, and they kind of like sent me away. You know? And I remember in the couple months that followed that, I was, I was talking to the Lord, and I said, God, if you'll just speak in tongues, you know, I'll go to church every Sunday the rest of my life. You know? And God, if you'll just speak in tongues, then I'll do this, and I'll never do that, and I'll do this. How many ever tried to bargain with God? You know, I'm trying to like con God, you know, All right? And uh, it's just not working for me, you know, I'm just, okay. So, so I want to read a scripture here, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. It says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays by the Holy Spirit within me. But my mind is unproductive, King James says unfruitful, it bears no fruit and helps nobody. But notice the first part. It says, if I pray, I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to pray. And he never did. Because we tend to think that the Holy Spirit prays. But the Bible says, who prays if I pray in an unknown tongue? My spirit prays. Now, when I'm praying in English, it's my mind praying. I understand it. But it says, if, I, if my spirit is praying by the Holy Spirit, it says, my mind is unfruitful. My mind does not know what's going on because it's not my mind praying, it's my spirit praying with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. In fact, in Acts chapter 2 in verse 4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right. Who began to speak? They began to speak. Who gave the utterance? The Holy Spirit. But they had to begin to speak. 20th century translation says, they began to speak with strange tongues as the Spirit prompted their utterance. So there's like a prompting of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit does not force you to do anything. He gives the utterance, but you speak. So in everything that's supernatural, there's a human side and there's a supernatural side. Or we could say God's side. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. How many of you know you could lay hands, well, I'll put it this way, if you laid hands on a mosquito, you could not heal him of a broken wing. Right? Because the healing part is not your part, it's God's part. Your part is lay hands on the sick, natural. God does the supernatural and heals. The apostle Peter and some of the other disciples, they're in a boat. Jesus comes walking on the water. Jesus says to Peter, Come. And Peter gets out of the boat and starts to walk on the water. Now, God's part was supernatural. He got underneath so he wouldn't sink. All Peter did was walk. How about you do that pretty much every day? You can walk. That's natural. God got underneath. That was supernatural. When it comes to speaking in tongues, there is a human side. And there is a divine side the human side is you begin to speak the spiritual side God's side is he gives the utterance and he understands so if I pray in an unknown tongue my spirit not my mind my spirit and by the way 1st Thessalonians 5 verse 23 says may the very God of peace sanctify you completely may your whole spirit soul body be preserved blameless. A lot of people have a hard time identifying their spirit. In fact, Hebrews 4, 24 said, only the word of God can divide between the soul and the spirit. But if you speak in tongues, you can find your spirit in a big hurry because it doesn't come out of your head. It comes out of your spirit. That's where it comes from, right? Okay. So, back here to the beginning. Why would anybody ever wanna speak in tongues? Number one, 1 Corinthians 14, verse two. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, when you're praying in a tongue, you're talking to God, which we call prayer, right? How I many know praying is good? So, first of all, if you're speaking in tongues, what are you doing? You're talking to you're talking to God. Right? Now, who understands them? Nobody. I've heard people say, well, that just sounds like a bunch of gibberish to me. Well, they're not talking to you. Quit eavesdropping. In fact, the Bible says no one understands them. You aren't supposed to understand. It is their spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit communicating to God. So, reason number one to pray in tongues, because when you pray in tongues, you talk to God. Now, I'm just gonna be really blunt. Um, I have prayers that I pray in English every day, right? They take me eight minutes, 10 minutes, right? And a lot of times, I'm done. I'm just done. You know what? My head's done, but my spirit's not done. But you know what I can do? I can pray in tongues. And it is my spirit by the Holy Spirit that's praying. How many of you ever run out of stuff in English? What? I know better. I know we run out of stuff when it comes to English. But when you're praying in tongues, you are praying to God. It's your spirit praying. And then also, it says no one understands him. In other words, the Weymouth translation says it like this. He speaks divine secrets. It's like you've got this secret code between you and God. Nobody, including the devil, has a clue what you're praying about. It's like you can do a sneak attack on the devil when you're praying in tongues. You're praying in code. The fourth verse of the same chapter says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. At the same time, I want to just look at Jude, the 20th verse. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, which is praying in tongues. It says it edifies you or it builds you up, right? Um, we, with this past week, most of you know we're building the House of Hope right out. I always get mixed up in this building, but I think it's right out there, all right? You can go out there, and, and they've dug the hole. They've got the foundation down. And uh, in the next few weeks, we're gonna start to see stuff getting built up, all right? It is an edifice, it, it's really where we get our word edify from. It's an edifice. It's being built up. And when you pray in an unknown tongue, you build yourself up. Um, I, I've had the uh, unfortunate experience on several occasions, right? In a winter cold winter morning, I get out to my car and, and, and I push the button to start the car and it just goes How many have ever been there? And what they tell you to do is you need to go, and you need to get some jumper cables, and you get on a battery that's fully charged, and you run cables from the fully charged one over to the one that doesn't have a charge, right? And you know what happens? It begins to charge the battery. And that is literally what happens when you begin to pray in tongues. It builds yourself. Your spirit is edified. It's like you get charged. Well, somebody says, that's awful selfish. Just taking care of yourself. Well, listen, if you need $10 and I don't have $10, I can't help. If I'm not edified spiritually, I cannot help somebody who's not edified spiritually. Right? You need to stay Built up spiritually. A number of years ago, I was listening to an evangelist talk about this. And he said, I had to drive, he said, from Houston, Texas, to Dallas, Texas. He says, and I determined, about a five-hour drive, he said, I determined, I'm just going to pray in tongues the whole way. He said, he got on the road, driving from Houston to Dallas. He said, it's just a straight shot. He says, he has no idea how he did it. He said, but he just began speaking in tongues. He's going to do it the whole way. And he got lost. Somehow he got off the railroad, he gets lost, but he finally makes his way back on, he finally gets home and uh, he arrives a little late. And they were supposed to go to church for a service that night. But he got home and and, and he's sitting in the driveway and he thought, you know, I prayed in tongues for over five hours, nonstop. And the Bible says I'd be edified. He said, but I don't feel edified. He said, Lord, I don't feel edified. And he felt like the Lord said, well, the Bible says you would be and you are. He says, well, I sure don't feel it. And he felt like what the Lord said, well, you are. So he went in and his wife says, hey, we're late. We're late. We're just going to, we got to jump in the car. We got to go to church. We got a prayer meeting we got to go to. So they get in the prayer meeting. They get in a little bit late. They're sitting in the back and they're asking for prayer requests. And the lady right in front of them raised her hand and said, "I, I need prayer about this particular issue. And the person that was in charge of the meeting just said, hey, sir, right behind her, would you just reach out, lay your hands on her? He said, I went to reach my hand out and touch her. He said, it seemed like something jumped out of my hand, hit her, and she ends up on the floor. And he said, I looked at my hands and I went, I'm edified. (laughs) It's not your body that gets edified. It's not your mind that gets edified. It's your spirit that gets edified, that gets built up spiritually. And again, if you're not built up spiritually, you're not able to help somebody who's in need. But when you're built up, you're able to help somebody else. And again, Jude says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to the next verse. Keeping yourself... In the love of god literally praying in tongues helps to keep you in the love of god looking for the mercy of our lord jesus christ unto eternal life and on some have compassion making a distinction and others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hitting even the garment defiled by the flesh you know what this is saying it's saying praying in tongues will give you a heart or a burden for lost people. It will give you a burden for lost people. And it's amazing to me how many people in the church today, they're a Christian for year after year, decade after decade. They've never won anybody to the Lord, and they really have no burden at all for the lost. All they do is think about themselves, and you know what? what? How can I get blessed? But praying in tongues gives you that burden for the lost romans 8 verse 26 likewise the spirit also helps our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we ought or as we should how many of you would agree with that you don't know how to pray the way you should sometimes but the spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered pt nelson the great uh, greek scholar said it this way he said It can be translated, cannot be uttered in articulate speech, your normal speech. But he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. In other words, we can say two ways here. First of all, when you pray in tongues, you can pray about situations you do not know. You don't know. You don't know what's coming and situations you don't know. Just yesterday, I was with our son Samuel and his wife Becca, and we were talking about praying in other tongues. and And they mentioned several years ago, uh, on a particular day, both of them just felt burdened to pray in tongues. And they did. They even talked about it. He said, "Why is this? You know, we don't know." One of their kids drank a bunch of drain, drain, drain draino, drain fluid stuff. and uh, literally, they, they, will tell, they, they could tell the story better than I could, but supernaturally, supernaturally, the child was taken care of. And they said, we did not know beforehand the situation that was coming, but we knew something was coming. He said, we didn't know how to pray about it, but both of us just had this burden to pray in tongues. That's what it's talking about here. The, the, the Spirit knows right? situations you don't know. And then he knows how to pray according to the will of God. So often, you and I, we see somebody, we sense, man, something's not right. And we're like, Lord, help them. Lord, bless them. But how many of you know there's a whole lot more effective way to pray? Because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what their situation is. And when you pray in tongues, you are praying exactly what their situation is. Now, uh, this this has made, this next point here... um, And I'll just call this revelation knowledge. This has made um, outside... uh, This has just made such a huge, huge, huge difference in my life. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 21 says, For in the law it's written, With men's of other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people. And yet for all that they would not hear me, says the Lord. Therefore, tongues... Are for a sign so this quote from the old testament by revelation the apostle paul says this is talking about tongues so i want to go back there and i want to read to you the context it's found in isaiah 28 and verse 9 whom will i teach knowledge and whom will i make to understand the message I have so many people come to me and say, you know what? I just don't understand the Bible. I read the Bible, but I just don't understand. I don't understand. And that's what this was talking about. Who is God going to give knowledge? And who is he going to make to understand the message of the gospel? Those who are weaned from milk, those just drawn from the breast? Because this is how it comes. It comes, precept must be upon precept, precept on precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips... In another tongue, I will speak to this people. Who's he going to speak to? How? Through tongues. That's how. Right. That's how he's going to do it. In other words, if you're looking for revelation knowledge of the Word of God, the best thing you can do is pray in tongues and listen to the rest. This is the rest in which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Now, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you speak with tongues. You may have a you may have uh, excuses for feeling burned out. You may have excuses but you don't have a reason. Because the Bible says right here that if you will pray in tongues, this is the rest and this is the refresh. How many of you just ever felt just worn out? Right. The Bible says what praying in tongues does. It's a rest and it is a refreshing. But then it comes back and it says, but the word of the Lord to them was precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And literally, it talks about how revelation comes and right in the middle is tongues. And this is what I know. I know. When I pray in tongues and I'm in the word of God, I get revelation. I get revelation. And and it just opens up your spirit to receive revelation from God. And the Bible says, this is the rest. This is the rest, this is what we're called to. This is the refreshing. You you feel worn out, you need that spiritual refreshing, this is the rest. So, why should I speak in tongues? There are so many reasons. First Corinthians 14, verse five. And by the way, the the, the Bible is God speaking to us. This is what it says, I wish y'all spoke with tongues. Paul wrote that. He's a Texan. He said, I wish (laughs) y'all. That means all of you. All of you. Speaking in tongues, listen, develops your spirit. We know how to develop our body. You can go to the gym. You eat right. You exercise. You can develop your body. You want to develop your mind. You, you You can get online, get a... Of course, you can go to the university, you can study, and you can develop your mind. But how do you develop your spirit? One of the ways you develop your spirit is praying in tongues. It's praying in tongues. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit, prays. And again, but you, beloved, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, it will build you up spiritually when you pray in tongues and develops your spirit. John the Baptist said that he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Right? Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He is the head of the church. He told the disciples, don't leave Jerusalem without this. He said, he's like saying, don't go out of the city limits without the baptism in the Holy Spirit because it's going to equip you But it's not what equips you to get to heaven. Being saved and having the Holy Spirit on the inside of you equips you to get to heaven. But what this does is this equips you to be a witness. Jesus said, just like the Father sent me, he said, I am sending you. And every one of us need to recognize that we are ambassadors for the kingdom of heaven. We are ambassadors, right? He wants us fully equipped fully equipped, receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. So, I want to finish my story. You remember, I was sitting in that chair for about 20 minutes. I'm making, trying to make a, a covenant or agreement with God. God, you just speak in tongues. And I'm waiting for God to speak and waiting for God to speak and waiting for God to speak. I was attending Calvin College at the time. And uh, we had a prayer meeting that, uh, that, you know, we had one or two guitars, and there was usually like 15 or 20 of us, you know, get together, and, and we'd sing like kumbaya, and, and, you know. And, and then we'd go around in a circle and, and pray, right? And uh, I'd been, you know, deep with the Lord, like, God, you know, you need to speak in tongues. And, and I remember sitting there, and they're, they're going around the circle, and it's getting, you know, closer to me. And I said to God, I remember saying this to God, I said, God, you need to speak in tongues. I've received the Holy Spirit. You need to speak in tongues. And I remember this is what I said to God. I said, God, if you don't, this is your last chance. (laughs) Like, if you don't, I will. (laughs) I did. That's what I said to him, you know. And I'm waiting. I said, God, I mean, like, this is God. This is it. This is your last chance. (laughs) He didn't. He said, what happened? I said, okay, God, here I go. I started speaking in tongues. And I'm like, huh, I could have done that three months ago in a chair. (laughs) See, I was waiting for God, right? But the Bible says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, I do the praying, but he gives the utterance. And somebody said, well, you mean you turn the Holy Spirit on and off? Nope, he's always on. He is always on. Right now, I could speak in Spanish. I can do that whenever I want, but it wouldn't help you a bit. But you know what? When it comes to tongues, he's always ready. I could speak in tongues right now. But Paul said this He said, I'd rather speak a little bit in an unknown language than 10,000 words in tongues that you would be edified. It wouldn't edify you if I spoke in tongues, it would edify me. All right? And it's not that that we are turning him on and off. He's just always on. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the ability. But literally, I went for probably three months and did not speak in tongues. Could I have? Yes. I know people that for 10 years and 20 years could have but never did because they were waiting for God. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit. Praise. I want to thank you for being with us today and I simply want to ask you this question. Are you right with God? You know, you may be away from the Lord and you may know in your heart, I'm not where I need to be. I'm not living right, not doing right. I am not living for Jesus. And you say, I want to be forgiven. I want to be right with God. I want to pray with you right now. I want you to bow your head and pray this prayer with me. Just make these words your own. Just say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. I believe he rose again, and I believe he's coming again. And today I receive the forgiveness Jesus purchased for me. And today I surrender my life to Jesus. I hold nothing back. And I thank you. You've heard my prayer, that I'm forgiven, that I'm a part of your family today and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that from your heart, God heard that prayer, you're forgiven. You're right with God. But I want to help you keep growing spiritually. And so I have a book I want to give to you absolutely free of charge. It's called Your New Life. It's full of bullet points to help you keep growing spiritually. All you need to do is get online, download the book absolutely free. It is going to help you keep on walking by faith and growing spiritually. God bless you.
0: If you just pray that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, Congratulations, you're making one of the best decisions of your life. We're so excited for you. Just like Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv where you can have a copy mailed to you, download it instantly, or check out our audiobook. You can also find all these things on our app. This free book is a great resource as it is full of practical advice and encouragement to help you live a life of faith. Claim your free copy today. Walking by faith is changing lives and we want you to be a part of it. Your gift will help us continue to produce inspiring content that encourages people to change the way they think and empowers them to use their voice. When you sow into God's kingdom, he will pour out his blessing upon you, just like it says in Malachi 3:10. There are 3 easy ways to give. Text WBF give to 1888364give. Visit walkingbyfaith.tv/give or click on the giving icon in our app. Thank you for your support. If you have not yet received the gift of speaking in tongues, I encourage you to ask God for it. It is a wonderful gift that can bring many blessings into your life. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you've believed, please contact our prayer center. We have people standing by ready to pray with you. And for more information on baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, visit walkingbyfaith.tv. Thanks for watching. We'd love to get to know you better. By scanning this QR code, you can download our app, send us a prayer request, read our weekly devotionals, and so much more. To rewatch today's episode with closed captions, you can now find us on Rumble. I pray you have a wonderful and blessed week. See you next time.